Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Complete Sinner's Guide. I am your host, Tyler Fowler, and for the next hour, my pastor, Bruce Severs, and I will be talking about sin and showing you, trying at least, how to overcome it. As Christians, we are called to be holy and to present ourselves a living sacrifice. And this takes work. Let's be honest. This really takes work. And Lord willing, by the end of this conversation, you will have not only knowledge about sin, but knowledge about how to fight. And not only fight sin, but overcome it as well. Fighting and overcoming sin is, and and it really isn't a simple fix. There are t- one example, there are two main aspects of reality we find ourselves in, almost, almost paradoxically, being justified already and being sanctified eternally. Now, this is a matter of already and not yet, and a continuation of salvation. Salvation is not, as a package deal, salvation is not a one-time event. This is something that happens instantaneously. Yes, we are justified in the eyes of God. We are declared righteous. But then, then, ladies and gentlemen, we grow in grace and truth. And in that growing, we become more and more like Jesus. Now, if you're anything like I am, and and I know my pastor as well, this is hard. This is a hard, hard life to live. We have it made, I believe, in America, uh, for now anyway. Um, We discussed last week on the Roundtable episode about where we kind of see America going with more and more open uh, mocking of Christianity and just, you know, persecution um, on a soft level, so to say. But how long? How long do we have until persecution becomes just a normal day thing in America? That's what we talked about last week, and you can catch all of those episodes at CompleteCenters.com. We thank you uh, for joining us. But, Bruce, you, you've been on the show before. Um, tell For those who don't know you, would you just give them a little bit about who you are and, and, and why I know you moved, actually, to Indiana uh, to plant uh, our church, Grace and Truth, right? So tell listeners uh, just a little bit about yourself, why you're here, and what are you going to bring to the show tonight? Sure, sure. Well, I am, number one, a, uh, a Christian, someone God has redeemed, and I'm very grateful for that. I am viewed as righteous, and I'm forgiven, and I know that, and I know my destiny because of Christ. And so I'm a Christian. I am a, a husband. I'm a daddy of seven kids. I've been a pastor for about 30 years, and the Lord brought us in 2013, right at the end, to southern Indiana. We believe the Lord brought us here, moved us here, even pressed us here to start Grace and Truth Church. And I'm excited to talk tonight about overcoming sin because um, I am a sinner, and I wish I didn't do it. And so I want to bring to the table some help from the Word of God and some just putting what God says into practice. I'd love to help people do that, that they might have the joy of overcoming sin, at least in in steps and actions and 
periodic victories that take place on a daily basis. Amen. And that's exactly why I brought, I invited my pastor to become, <clears throat> to come on the show because, in matter of fact, we've started a series, uh, or Bruce has started a series at Grace and Truth about this very thing, right? We are talking about sanctification. And so I was, I, I thought it would be so cool to, you know, we're starting this and, and, and God just works. I think, you know, and, and the Bible's clear, God works all things together, you know, for our good. And it's no coincidence that you started a series that's about the exact same thing that I started a series on uh, roughly about the sure. same time. So, so yeah, well, I mean, and, and let's just dive in because here's the thing, like I was saying earlier, if you are anything like me, you struggle with sin. There have been times where I have literally, and Bruce knows this, we, we talk, and this is why I love you, man, so much, because you actually care. I can't tell you how many conversations that Bruce and I have had just because he cares about my spiritual walk with Christ. And not only that, there's so many more things that he's involved in with just being the pastor of the church. I I know and genuinely can can it, it's just assured that by his fruits that he cares and that and I love you man. I really do and I thank you for coming on to discuss this and because it is important. There you know that I've set up bawling my eyes out because I can't beat something like masturbation or I'm, you know, got problems with drugs. Like we've had our drug talks. And matter of fact, next week we're going to have a, Michael and I are going to talk about our addiction uh, to uh, opiates and, and, and to okay. drugs. Sure. So that, that'll be an interesting conversation too. But I, so just to kind of start things off, you know, with the series and everything like that, Overcoming Sin and Temptation, uh, for those who are listening to us, KQQ 88.3 FM, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, but this is really the first episode on the Overcoming Sin and Temptation. So to start, I would like to give a definition. Uh, matter of fact, well, let's just start with a biblical definition. First John 3, 4 says that sin is lawlessness. And this simply means God has given us things to do. God has given us commands, especially in the new covenant under these, you know, the commands that are given, John later says, is to believe in Jesus and to love. Those are the two commands, two two primary commands, and, and, and through that comes everything, right? Like all of these different individual things that we do. We have the law written on our heart. We have desires to do godly things, and, and God, it, it's so cool because God is actually motivating us to do these things to other Christians and with other Christians and even with secular people, you know, and to just sure. do good and to love our neighbor as ourself, right? But but the Bible defines sin as lawlessness. And, and Bruce, is there anything that you just want to kind of add there uh, to kind of yeah. what I've said? Yeah, I think it's super important that we take the Bible's definition of sin. We don't yeah. determine what is sinful and or what is not sinful. Yes. God does that. So sin is about missing his mark. If 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 God hadn't spoken, um, we wouldn't know. And so sin is about what God has said. We don't just get to de- we don't get to make up what's sinful or what's not. It's not subjective. Uh, it's not subjective. Um, God has said this, and and all sin is related to God. He's the one who has set the mark. His righteousness, his glory is the mark. 
That's why he would say all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Um, God, God sets the pace for sin, for, for our understanding of sin. Right. We, God has revealed what sin is. Like, like you just said, we don't get to make up what sin is. I'm sorry. I'm Either sorry. Way. Either way. Right. We don't get to make right. We don't get to make up what pleases God and we don't get to make up what offends God. Right. Exactly. Exactly. God yeah. has given us a detail. If you want to know what pleases God, ladies and gentlemen, read the Old Testament and read the New Testament. Read the Old Testament in light of the New Testament, but sure. read the Bible. And this is what pleases God. And he said, you know, I, I just think of the Mount, uh, the Transfiguration, right? Whenever Jesus was on the Mount with, and I don't mean to rabbit trail here, but whenever Jesus was on the Mount with Peter and uh, John, and they they see Moses, they see Elijah, and Peter said, Lord, let's build three tabernacles to to you, Moses and Elijah. And, and ultimately, Peter, you know, John says, Peter didn't know what he's talking about, or, or, did, or he didn't know what he was doing, or Matthew but but he was putting Jesus on equal footing, it seems, with Moses and Elijah at that point, and said, God, the Father broke in, and he says, Listen, this is my son with whom I am pleased. Listen to him. And yeah. Jesus said in John 6, 29, that, that if you want to please God, if you want to, the, the work that pleases God is this, believe in the one whom he has sent. Sure. Whenever you do that, whenever it, it starts there, and I think the first step in fighting sin is to, is the gospel right? We always, even even as Christians, even no matter how long you're a Christian, you have to always go back to the foot of the cross. You have That's to, right. because it's if not you, only our hope, but mm -hmm. but the process, we we've got no power. It's it's our hope and our power. If if there is no gospel, there is no fight. Right. If there's yeah. no gospel, and I know you've said it before. If there's no gospel, if Christ did not die for my sin and bear my sins, all of them, past, present, future, on the cross, and rise from the dead, if one of those things or both of those things did not happen, sorry, Bruce, I'm not coming to church anymore. I you know what I mean? You. I'm with be you. I won't be there either. <laughs> right. Let's go fishing because we've got a short amount of time on this planet we call Earth, and we need to have as much fun as we possibly can. So yeah. let's let, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's do that, and everything's objective. But no, so we have objective sin, right? So to get back on that, I want to read. I would like to read the ninth article of uh, this is this, Michael, our, our co-host, who's not with us tonight. Uh, Michael took the week off to spend some uh, family time, so we all know how important that is. So let's. Um, but but Michael would be proud because he has just uh, become a member of an Anglican church. So I want to read their ninth article. And it says this as uh, the defining sin. They define sin as this, quote, the fault and corruption of the nature of every man that naturally is engendered of the offspring of Adam, whereby man is very far gone from original righteousness and is of his own nature inclined to evil so that the flesh lusteth always contrary to the spirit. And therefore, in every person born into this world, it deserveth God's wrath and damnation. End quote. Oh. J.C. Ryle then goes on to say, sin is that vast moral disease which affects the whole human race of every rank and class and name, nation and people and tongue, a disease from which there never was but one 
born of woman that was free. And of course, we all know that was Jesus Christ. Now, he goes on to, there's a distinction here between sin and a sin or personal sins that we commit. J.C. Ryle says this, quote, a sin is, uh, to speak more particularly, consists in doing, saying, thinking, or imagining anything that is not, now listen, in perfect conformity with the mind and law of God. So let's, we, we, we see what pleases God in the Old Testament, we see what pleases God in the New Testament, and if any of those actions, thought, or word does not line up or misses the mark, this is sin. Right, Bruce? Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So with that, whenever we miss the mark, again, God has given us. The, it's the, Hebrew, the, writer, uh, the book of Hebrews, the writer of the book of Hebrews says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So again, we go back to step one. If your faith is not in Christ, this is step one. Trust That's him. That's right. Believe That's him. Right. The one who bore our sin, the, right. the wrath that we deserve for it. He exactly. That is right. the starting point for the fight. And this is his message. This isn't our message, just to kind of like throw that in there. This is a message the Apostle Paul says comes from God, right? I yeah. I did not get this from men or we didn't right. make it up. This is a right. message that is coming from God, the God of the universe, who sent his son to die for us, and to, not only that, but he bore our sins on the cross, like Bruce said, past, present, future. He bore the wrath, the theologians call it um, uh, uh, oh, substitutionary atonement, yeah. and so what that means is, uh, it's a fancy way to say, he took our place, right? Yeah, that's right. And, and so the, right. the wrath that we deserve, everyone who would believe in him, the wrath that we deserve, Isaiah Second Peter says that Jesus, being sinless, bore our sins on the cross. This is how Jesus died, so, so the curse of sin is death. And for those who want to know how Je- why Jesus died, well, because if he, or especially if he was sinless, well, he had to bear, or he had to have some sin on him in order for him to die. Therefore, he he, that, I think that proves that he bore our sin just because he died. Um, you know what I mean? Because theoretically, right, Bruce? Like, if, if Jesus, if Jesus never sinned, Jesus would have lived forever, humanly speaking, right? Well, well, he never sinned. Jesus right. never sinned. Right. But the reason, you know, not and not trying to get technical. And he is living forever, and and of course, I, here's what I think. It, you know, it, we've already established. It's important that we understand that God has um, sin is about God. Sin is about yeah. our relationship with God. He defines that, and so is the remedy. The right. remedy is about our relationship with God, and right. and He defines that, and He has provided that. Exactly. That is the that's the sweet thing. Both sin is defined, and and the um, the the deliverance or the rescue or the hope in ever overcoming it is from God also. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and just so if we haven't made it clear again, just I just want to reemphasize, Christians, it, it, you listening right now, that should give you hope. Jesus, Absolutely. this is why I say, and this is why we are saying, 
if you want to get practical tonight, one step you can start implementing is trusting the Son of God. I don't care if you've Absolutely. been a Christian for a five Five hundred years, even in heaven, I think we'll still be trusting Jesus. But I just want to, and, and, and just to clarify something real quick for those who might be confused: believe in Jesus doesn't mean acknowledge His existence. Okay, I don't believe in whenever I whenever the Bible commands us to believe in Jesus, the word there for believe is pistis. It's uh, uh, trust is what that means. I don't acknowledge Jesus' existence, or I don't believe in Jesus like I believe in Santa Claus, or, or don't believe in Santa Claus for that matter, right? I am a Santa Clausism. But but <laughs> the, the point is, is that it's not acknowledging Jesus' existence. The command is not to say, yeah, God's up there doing something, or whatever, yeah, he sent his son to die for us. That's not trust. Trusting is saying no. Jesus, yes, Jesus is God. Yes, Jesus was born of a virgin, but Jesus died for me personally, individually, yeah. my sins. Yeah. I am trusting him. If God were to ask me, Tyler, why should I let you into heaven? Because Jesus died for me and rose from the grave. That's why I should enter heaven, and that's the only reason why I should enter heaven. That, that's the only reason. I am trusting him. And you said... Anyone who trusts him, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter who you are, if you trust me, I will forgive you and love you and give you eternal life. That's the gospel. Yes. So it yes. starts yes. there. And so let me just, right. so so kind of transitioning now, or, or Bruce, do you want to say anything to that before we transition into actually um, sanctification and, and growing the process? Just a, just one thought. And, yeah. And everything that we have said, that you've said very well, this is the foundation we stand on. When we fight sin, we fight sin as people who are forgiven. We're not trying to win God's favor. We are people who are already trusting Christ. We already have God's favor. So any fight for sin in the life of a genuine biblical Christian is already on this firm footing and and that, and you you've said it well and i think it just may help to to say it clearly and straightforward this is the foundation we're not trying to win his favor we already have it. amen our fight is is in that context we are not so yeah it's absolutely just exactly what bruce said we are not fighting to be saved we are yeah. fighting because we've been saved. Yeah. This is past exactly. tense for Bruce, Bruce and I, okay? And, and it could be past tense for you. Trust Jesus. Just trust yeah. him like you, like I trust my wife, right? It's like yeah. if she says she's going to do something, okay, babe, I trust you. I trust you say, or I trust you going to do what you say you're going to do. And God said, if you trust me, you will be saved. It don't get easier than that, ladies and gentlemen. Trust right. the triune God of the Bible, and you will be saved. This is the gospel call, Romans 12, or I'm sorry, Romans uh, Romans 10, right? Romans 10, 9, no, confess sure. your, with your mouth. Christ is Lord, and you believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, on the third day you will be saved. Romans 10, 9, I paraphrased it, but look it up if you want to see it in Scripture. Another place, John three sixteen. It's a beautiful place. Everyone, no matter who you've been, so we, no matter who you are, no matter, I, I don't think we can emphasize it enough, no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, God offers forgiveness. Yeah, and, 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 and just sinners. a... To, to sinners. He offers yes. forgiveness to sinners. 
right. Yes. That's right. Step, step one, admit you're a sinner. Yes, I have broken God's laws. Yes, I need a Savior. He's welcoming you home right now. Trust him. It's very simple. But, okay, so, so to, transi- to transition, yeah. I want to ask you a question, Bruce. As Christians, once we've now trusted Christ and we we're we're born again, right? We have been regenerated. Now it's time to do Romans twelve one, right? Present yourselves as a living sacrifice. Now let me ask you this: There's some people who believe that Christians can achieve what we would call sinless perfection. Do you believe that? And if so, why? And if not, then why not? Yeah, yeah. Can we achieve sinless perfection? And and not even not even pointing out can we? Does God achieve sinless perfection in us, and do we cooperate yeah. with that in this life? The answer is absolutely not. In our practice, in our standing, we are sinfully perfect. We are righteous. Um, we so both sinners and righteous. We've been declared righteous, but can we become perfect now and not sin, not be sinners? The answer is no, because we're living in a sin-cursed body, our flesh, and with all of its with all of its sinfulness and the curse that God Himself cursed. And so, no, we can't be perfect sinlessly perfect now, but that is coming, and it is promised, and it's as good as done for those who are his people. We will be without sin one day. One day in heaven, when we have a glorified body, we will no longer fight sin. But until then, it is a present reality, although it doesn't have to be the victor, and and we're to stop letting it be the king. It is Amen. still there, and but one day it will be removed, and Christ has done that. So no, no. the answer is we cannot um, achieve sinless perfection here. According to the Bible, we fight, we fight. Right. No, I, I think you're absolutely spot on. I just, in, I guess for biblical backup, so to say, 1 John Eight, First John 1, 8 says this. He says, if we say we do not bear the guilt of sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now, we're going to be talking about prayer coming up shortly. We're going to be talking about, and, we, and we've started talking about it already, in overcoming sin to rely and go back to the gospel, right? I think we gave a really good exposition of the, what the gospel is in the first half there, uh, Bruce. And, and, and so sure. that's really... Step one is to is to turn back to that. But now, you know, if we say, I mean, it's pretty clear. John says, if we say, that's him included, right? These are Christians. He's writing Christians. He says, and and, and to start at verse five, <clears throat> it says, now the gospel. Now this is the gospel message we have heard from him and announced to you. John writes, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Right? This is that sinlessness we were talking about earlier. That's right. If right. we, and God has it, not us. Amen. And God gives yeah. us that righteousness, right? God gives yeah. us that light and that yeah. eternal life in yeah. sanctification, in trusting Him, or, or yeah. you know. And uh, but but to continue here, verse six says, "If now now John's going to get practical, okay? If we say so, these are professing 
someone who professes to have fellowship with Jesus, with him, and yet keeps on walking in the darkness, that means living in sin, practicing sin, we are lying and not practicing the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we do not bear the guilt of sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, and this is leading into practical step two, confessing your sins, he is faithful. Notice, we're not faithful. He is faithful and righteous, forgiving us our sins. Now, it's not us that forgives, right? It's God that forgives. And the Bible says, John writes here, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous, forgiving us our sins and cleansing us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his uh, and his word is not in us. So I think that just kind of, and, and Bruce, you can comment on this if you want to, but I think that does add weight to we are we are sinners, um, even sure. as Christians. Uh, just, just real quick, uh, Ecclesiastes uh, seven twenty says, "For actually, let's start nineteen. Uh, Koheleth writes, wisdom gives a wise person more protection than ten rulers in a city. For there is not one truly righteous person on the earth who continuously does good and never sins. Right? And now we could get into that if we want to." But but I think the point there is there is not one. Stop trusting in your governments in, in that context. Stop trusting in, I don't care if they, they're the most secured city, there's not one of those people who are righteous and never sins. So why trust them whenever they could just turn things around on you like that? You know, yeah. but 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 to go on to yeah. Proverbs then, just as a little bit more biblical backing for what we're trying to say here, um, Solomon writes, Indeed, a righteous person will fall seven times and then get up again, but the guilty will collapse in calamity. And now Bruce and I were talking uh, earlier about this, and, and we got into kind of a lengthy discussion, but I think, and, and, and it's very, very, I think one of the key foundational, whenever you're examining yourself, if, you, if you're asking yourself, am I a Christian? Because I've had that, I've had that question in my mind so many times. Bruce, you can attest to that. Uh, how many times yeah, have I called you yeah. to say, man, I think I've lost my salvation. Yeah, and I don't even yeah. believe you can lose your salvation, but I think right. I've lost mine. Right. <laughs> but, but, but the point is, the righteous person gets back up whenever he falls into sin or she. The person who's not saved, they love their sin. They revel in it, right? And to some extent, they can even struggle with it. And this is what, Bruce, you pointed out to me the other night was that even people, maybe deceived people, or maybe even people who aren't even professing Christians, can struggle with sin. Do you want to add to that a little bit, Bruce? Well, we can struggle with sin, but we don't struggle with God in that same sense. Right. Um, and in our conversation was, I think, can an unbeliever, um, can an unbeliever want to not sin and not do sinful things? And the answer is right. yes, Absolutely. they want yeah. that. But are they willing to come to Christ? Are they willing yeah. to come to God on his terms, find the forgiveness and and the, accept, the acceptance with God, his favor, right. and his spirit? Are they willing to come to him 
for that? Or in some way, do they think it's a little more willpower or just mm. a little more education or just a little more discipline or whatever it is? Sure. And what's yeah. the motivation, yeah. so to say? It's like, why? Yeah, why yeah. are you coming to Christ? Is it to be forgiven or, or, or what? Right. Because there's a lot of people that come to Jesus for a new car or a new house or a job or a yeah, girlfriend right. or money. God, please give me money and I'll worship you. God, please give me the house. God, please let me land this job and I'll worship you. I'll go to church that Sunday, even though I know I'll forget and not go again until Christmas and Easter. This isn't what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. That's a professing wow. Christian. Someone who's been born again and you know you know if you've been born again. This is why I don't question my salvation. I think, Bruce, you've came to that point in your walk with Christ where you're like, yeah, I used to do that, but I don't anymore because I believe God. It's not about my performance because here's the hang-up, and then we'll kind of transition. If you focus on yourself too long, this could turn into either a legalistic battle, right? You become so arrogant and you become a Pharisee, or you become so depressed you're contemplating suicide. I've seen both. Yeah. I've been both. Yeah, I've yeah. been there. Yeah. And so, yeah. J- so, so like I said, before we transition um, into, the, to, into our third point, right, just, I just want to make it clear. Christian, s- believer in God, brother, sister, if you're sinning, I am too. Okay? Yeah. You're not alone. Yeah. Now— And our hope is the same for all of us. Yes. And that's yes. even the text— and you read up to the end of First John one, but if you yeah. take just the, the very yeah. next two verses, go, yeah, my little children, mm-hmm. to you, Christians, my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. I don't want you to walk in sin. I don't want you to keep doing these sinful yes. actions. But if, because I want you to walk in the light, just like God is in the light, and, and this is what He's changed us too, where his children act like that and and yield ourselves to him a living sacrifice. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the advocate with the Father who has satisfied him for our ongoing sin, not just for our past sin, for my failures as a Christian that you face, Tyler, and that I face, and we've compared notes, and right. and, and we're we're both sinners, uh, right? Sometimes, sometimes, uh, disturbingly so. Right, and and just so, oh, go ahead. No, but we have a we have a righteous advocate with the Father, and and that's where we go, day in and day out. Amen. And and because here's the kind of the question I preface to people whenever I'm evangelizing. I know, Bruce, you've heard me say it to people before. And I don't think God's going to ask the question because God knows everything, right, without getting into technicalities and all that fun stuff. But if God were to ask you, just simple little exercise. If God were to ask you, say you were standing in front of God right now. Say you died. Say you died in a month. Maybe not right now, maybe a month. And you stood before God and he asked you, Bruce or Mitch or Tyler or you know Lacey, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say, right? And and, and so for people and, and just kind of piggybacking on that and, and transitioning, for those who who really think they are perfect, who who think they don't sin, I want to remind you that there are such things as sins of omission and sins of commission. 
and, and, and Bruce, if you would, um, can you kind of just define what in the world I'm talking about um, for those who may not have heard those words before? Yeah, because there's yeah. a point I want to go there, um, but I don't want to spend too, too long on it uh, because we have got to get into the practical um, okay. All right. So we've got the gospel. We've got the sanctification. Now, what do I do to fight? Right. So, so real quick, what, what are sins of omission and sins of commission? Sins of commission are things that we do that we shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. It could be in our hearts. It could be in our minds. It could be in our words. It could be in what we listen to, what we look at, what we touch. Um, what, how we live our life. Mm. Sins of commission are sins, breaking of God's law, that we do. Sins of omission are, frankly, we just don't do what we're supposed to do. We could sit on our hands all day long on the couch, um, and we could and, and be in deep sin because there's much we should be doing. Right. Um, and so this is not, there's some things we do that are sinful, and there are things we don't do that are sinful, because God calls us not simply to, um, you shall not murder. He also calls us to things like, honor your father and mother. Right. One's, one's don't do this. The other one is, if you're not honoring your father and your mother, well, you're in it's sin. Um, right. that, that's so, yeah, one, we do it. The other, we don't. Um, and God defines both of those. Right. So just to, you know, kind of, kind of repeat in a sense, what you just said. So sins of commission or sins of commission is doing something we shouldn't do. And sins yes. of omission is not doing something we should do. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. Okay. Right. And there's yeah. things all the time like, should I go talk to this guy about the gospel? Well, of course the answer is yeah. yes. But why am I not talking to this guy about the gospel? Am I shy? Am I bashful? Is it personal reasons? Do I not want to be, right. you know, I'm afraid what, what he's going to say or what, or her or whatever. So, so yes, we have to keep that in mind. It's sinning is not just doing something God doesn't like. It's also not doing something that God wants you to do such yeah. as yeah. believing in his son, yeah. right? This yeah. ultimately, you know, it, 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 it's there, right? Absolutely. Believe, and, and we preach the gospel. Calvinists and Arminian alike, we preach the gospel to every single person, all creatures, sure. right? Like, it, or, sure. well, not all creatures, but all human, all mankind, yeah, right? Yeah, this is our right. call. The gospel is to yeah. go out to the nations, to the world, everyone we run into. This this is a message that we shout from the rooftops, right? And, yeah. and, and so with that message, now comes practicality, right? When If I'm not shouting message, because here's the thing, it, it's both, I think. This is not just fighting sin, but this is also rejoicing in the good, right? Rejoicing in the blessings and fighting sin is two sides of the same coin within Christianity or within the Christian walk, right, Bruce? Because the, yes. the Bible says, mourn with those who mourn, but it also says rejoice with those who rejoice. Sure. So this isn't just, okay, it's all negative and I'm fighting sin and I'm and there's no. sometimes I'm winning most of the time. No, we are rejoicing and shouting from the rooftops, hey, Christ died for me like the first thing I did whenever I met my wife. 
I went and I told people about her. Right. And I'm sure you did yeah. Bruce with Luann, right? I went sure. and I told my mom, I introduced her to people. I introduced her to my friends. And I said, this is I remember the person. when you introduced her to us. I know. Right. It was Bruce married for those who don't know, Bruce married me or, or Lacey and myself. And, and, and so but I, I, I don't know what, where I was really going with that, but just here, here's the thing talking, you know, whenever we talk gospel and living and practical uh, living this out, right? We have to keep devoted to prayer. This is kind of, you know, and this is where we begin. Jesus, after salvation, for those who are just tuning in, kqqradio.com and 88.3 uh, FM, kqq88.3 FM, uh, we're talking about overcoming sin, overcoming these temptations, because here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be tempted I think, and this is where Bruce, we were kind of talking about earlier, you know, can we become perfect? I think, you know, we're always going to be tempted, right? We see it in Luke 4 with Jesus. Like Satan was tempting Jesus, not only then, but but he, the Bible says, or, or Luke goes on to say, he waited for a more opportune time, right? And so Satan was battling Jesus, and we as Christians know we are always tempted, right? So what do we do, Bruce, whenever we're tempted with anything? And and, and next week, uh, Michael Keaton and myself are going to be talking about this very thing, but with drug addiction. So if you know somebody or, or, or a loved one, or if you yourself are struggling with drug addiction, Joshua Davidson, if you're listening, this would be an awesome episode. Well, you might even be a part of it, uh, but to for the rehab guys, uh, Josh, for those who don't know, works at the Mission in California for... Um, people who are in rehab uh, with drug addictions and stuff like that. But, but, but we begin in prayer, right, Bruce? This is where we see Jesus in his most, I, as a human, I, I would have to say that the Garden of Gethsemane was the moment in Jesus's human, like humanity, where he was probably most afraid and just just fearful of what was to come, knowing God's in control, right? But yeah. hu- humanly speaking, he was so stressed, he was sweating drops of blood. Yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah. and what? And so, what do we see him do in that? So, none of us have struggled to the point of sweating drops of blood in our sin. But, and, and even in a sense, would you say, Bruce, that Jesus was being tempted in the garden? Um, just probably like mentally even physically maybe oh boy that's a good question um the disciples definitely were yeah so um and so his his example to them what was going on in him is we know it was stressful we know it was intense um exactly how i would define it that that's a good question right but his disciples definitely were right because in matthew 20 called them to not only did he give the example of mm-hmm. of praying, he yes. said to them, "You watch and pray. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak." And right. So, and so he just knew a, they were. He knew they were being tempted and would be. Absolutely no, because he says, you know, so, and he even rebukes them right in that garden yeah. scene. He says, "So you couldn't stay awake with me." For one hour, right. Matthew twenty six right. forty. Stay awake right. and pray that you will not fall into temptation. This yeah. or the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew twenty six forty and forty one. Right, and so that I think is where we begin when we're being tempted. Something is happening to us. Stop 
what you're doing, say it's pornography, right? And, and, and you're in your room and they are, and, and something you're, you're watching porn, right? And, and yes. before you even get to that point though, get out of the room, but pray whatever you have to do. Don't sit yes. there and stay in the room and pray, get out, get motivated, you know, get up, get out of that surrounding, get in public somewhere and pray the entire time you're going there because we do fall into temptation. We're not guarding our heart at that point. We're asking God, even Jesus taught us to pray, you know, in, in uh, Matthew chapter six, he says, whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray while standing in the synagogues and on street corners so that people can see them. He goes on to say, but when you pray, in verse 7, do not babble repetitiously like the Gentiles, because they think that their many words will be heard. He says, do not be like them, so your, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him, so pray this way. And he says, our Father who art in heaven, we all know, you know the Lord's Prayer that He taught us, but He also says in verse 13, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now again, I don't think it's coincidence... Oh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. go ahead. No, I was just getting oh, ready to say ahead, just, finish. yeah, I, this isn't coincidence that this is here, right? Jesus put yeah. this here for a reason, and whenever we are tempted, this is what we need. And maybe if you want to pray this prayer like that, sure, whatever. But th this is a model. But I would, me personally, if I'm being tempted with pornography, I would say, God, deliver me from this pornography. Take these urges. Help me to focus on something else or, 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 or something. Bruce, there was one time where I told you a story. I was being tempted uh, lusting, and I fell asleep. Not Seriously, five. It, it, I would say it was no more. It was no more than 10 seconds. But I prayed, and I got so tired that I fell asleep. It, right, yeah. and, and so God, what I'm trying to say, maybe that doesn't happen every time. It doesn't happen every time, but the point is, God is in control of the circumstances, and pray to Him, ask Him, talk to your Father. This is a relationship. Talk to Him and ask Him to deliver you, Bruce. Yes, yeah, because I mean, just kind of recap where we've been. God defines sin. God defines. God has given the gospel, and God is the one who helps us fight the temptation in this salvation that he's given us. And so to try to fight temptation without turning to God is crazy. That's why he says, watch and pray. Right. I'm the one who's delivered you from eternal damnation. Um, I am the one who can give you help and yes. power to yes. overcome this very moment. Yes. This is, this is God. We're looking to him every step. Um, in, in so, this walk of faith that we have. So, yeah, so, yeah. What does he say? And there's where, you know, we end up going to what does God say? God, we need your help. What have you said? And, and what will you give me? And what have you already given me? He's already given us the gospel, and he, he has promised um, there's no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, but God is also, God is faithful, who will with the temptation make the way of escape. Lord, I'm looking for, uh, so I'm leaning on the gospel, I'm leaning on the power of, of of the resurrection of Christ, and I know that I have the Spirit of God within me, I know I have what you have given me, and now I need I need a way of escape, God. I don't know how to yes. 
to fight this and and that's what you're talking about give me the strength give me the escape yeah give me right give me it and let me take it oh god right give me the strength and or or right exactly like you said Give me the exit. Give me the door. Like me falling asleep, that was the exit for me in that moment, right? It's going to be different for everybody. But when the next time you were tempted, it could be even right now, stop, pray, get out, like get get focused on God. And then not only focus on God, focus on God's promises. Because, Bruce, you made a very good point. We're not only trusting Jesus for our salvation, we're also trusting Jesus for our sanctification. Paul calls the Galatians foolish. They say, you 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 began by the Spirit, right? So now you're trying to continue in the flesh? Like the, the flesh profits nothing, Jesus says. And so with that being said, we do have the Holy Spirit within us. And we are, this is Christ in us. And we are doing what he works and wills, you know, within us. And so trust him, not only to be saved one day in heaven, trust him now to fight sin. This kind of comes into, you know, um, and, you know, to we've already really talked about step two, confess and repent, right? These are when, if, he says, I just want to quote John again, because this is the same heart I have. I'm not saying go out and sin, and whenever you do, confess. No, my little children, I'm telling you these things so that you may not sin, okay? But if you do, confess. We have an advocate with the Father, Christ Jesus, who is the propitiation not only for our sins, but the sins of everyone, everyone, nation, or not nation, everyone worldwide who believes in Christ. This, oh, it's so comforting to say, okay, no matter if I'm in Texas, no matter if I'm in Uganda, no matter, Jesus Christ is the Savior of the entire world in a very, in in a geographical sense. And so with that... I mean, it, it just kind of brings us back full circle, Bruce. You know what I mean? Whenever yeah. we're relying on God's Word, we're confessing, we're saying... We're relying sa- on the same thing. We're yes. We're relying on God, on the same person, on the same power yes. to overcome sin. Tyler, can I, can I take a minute and give a testimony? Please, yeah. You know, my, my background mm-hmm. is what some would call the deeper life movement, where when it came to fighting temptation, it was let go and let God mm. was just kind of um, full surrender, and God will deliver you from these things. Real quick, and Bruce, I, just for our listeners, what do you mean by that let go and let God? I mean that you don't do anything. You just say, God, I am hopeless and helpless, and I am going to sit here and, and wait for you to deliver me from mm. this um, temptation alone. I'm only going to sit here. Um, and, and so it's, it's very passive. And, and I spent, I don't know how many years wrestling with these things and, and frankly, wrestling with defeat. And where do I go with this? And how do I actually live this way? And is this what God wants? When I begin to study, and I don't mean like some, some people use study in a, in a, a weird way to right, right. to one up you. I don't mean it like that. I just mean when I read the New Testament, when I read what God has said, 
he calls us not only to trust him, not only to be passive on this one hand before him, but he also calls us to be active, to act in this. In yeah. this and this is the faith part. This is the prayer part. And the passage that has helped me personally in any measure of um, daily personal victory is Romans 6. And the power of the resurrection, there are four simple steps. And, and I say it that way because it's, it's stated in, in these four words. Um, it's, it's in Romans 6, verses 11 to 14. It says, you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And he says that in the context is, should you just let sin, should you just continue sinning as a Christian? And the answer is no, you, you shouldn't just continue right. in sin. God forbid. Fight. God forbid. And, and we fight. And so he says, you consider yourselves dead to sin, alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions, and do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members, or your body, to God as instruments for righteousness. And these four things, this was a turning point for me. Not just let go and let God, but know what he said and think about it. Know his word. Jesus quoted the word of God to Satan in temptation. Know what God has said. And he says, we've been raised to new life. And act like it's true. Count on it or reckon it. This is true for me. Not only is it true generally, but this is my, this is mine God has given me new life. And because of that, the third step is stop letting sin be the king. Yes. So it, this, is, this, is, don't, this is the say no part. Stop it mm -hmm. and yield yourself to God. Present yourself to God. Lord, use me. I want the way out. Help me. I'm yes. not going to go here. And you have promised this and given this power. And yes. just to put those two things together was huge for me personally. It this, is faith. Mm -hmm. It is, in a certain sense, a, a passive faith, but it's an active passivity. I am trusting God. He's the one who does this. And Amen. And, and this is, amen. The, <laughs> I mean, you know, because, I mean, just Paul, right here in Romans 6, therefore... Do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies. This is freedom. We yes, exactly. have been, we have been, we, we spend, you know, Calvinist Arminians, they spend so much time arguing over the freedom of the will. We don't even think about that we, there is a freedom of the will that for is for a Christian. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. we have, we can say no. We can, we have through the Holy Spirit. Yes. We have the power to say no. And I think one, and, and this is, you know, to bring everything full circle, I think this may be the peak and this might be the problem most of us have, including myself. I, this, this whole episode has been for me. I'm not talking to anybody but myself. So if you think I'm trying to like judge or, or, or degrade or, or whatever, no, no, no. I, well, I'm doing that to myself because I'm talking to me. But 
we do we'll have do this power. We are. We are, and we need to be. I don't think. Here's the thing. I think we should examine ourselves, but like I said earlier, I don't think that we should get so hung up that we make ourselves an idol, right? We either lead to, that leads to legalism or that leads to depression and horrible, just horrible, you know, things that we talked about last week on the show. Um, I've dealt with depression, and even as a Christian, I've dealt with depression. And we know Psalm 51, I read it last week, but David cries out and says, God, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Whenever sin leads to depression, I am convinced 100%. And so what leads to joy? For the Christian, it's obedience. Obedience leads to joy. This is what Jimmy was talking about last week is that obedience is, I think, because Jesus says the more talents that you're given and the more talents you profit with, right, the more you'll be given. He says what you do with what you're given, that's what we're going to be judged on. How did we do with what we are given? And with the Holy Spirit, we have been given the power to overcome sin. To bring this whole episode full circle in the last couple of minutes that we got. And Bruce, oh man, I want to thank you so much for coming on and doing this. I thank think you. it's been practical. I think people can glean really good steps. And, and, and just for those, you know, to, as a reminder, as a recap, whenever we're tempted, whenever we, whenever we are tempted with sin, first and foremost, go to the gospel. Remember the gospel. Jesus Christ, this is going to get your focus off of the sin. It's going to get your focus off the temptation. And it's going to get the focus off yourself. And you're, oh, I'm, I'm being tempted. I know we don't actively think like this, but it's, oh, I'm being tempted. You know, I better not screw up. No, it's, uh, I really want to do this. And I know it's bad. Like, I know God yeah. does not want me to do this. And, and it's, it's powerful. Oh, my goodness, it's powerful. But we who have been born again, we who are believing in Christ, we have the Holy Spirit. So one, pray, or, or go back to the gospel, to pray that, the, that, the, that God would lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. And finally, rest. Rest in God. Rest in his promises. Trust him with your salvation. You believe that he's going to save you one day. Believe that he's going to also deliver you from the temptation that you are now dealing with. Bruce, any any last closing marks in 10, 15 seconds? God is our hope. The gospel is our hope in temptation, the same as it's our hope for eternity. And that's where you got to go. Understand it the yes. best you can. Yes. Yes. And, and, and when, because I think it's true, when you fall, get back up. Absolutely. Whenever we sin, get back up. Absolutely. Know that God has forgiven you. Know that you are justified and know that you are cleansed in the sight of God. Next week, we have Michael Keaton and me discussing our former addiction with pills and drugs. So if you know somebody, you've got to get them on that show. We will be live 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, KQQRadio.com, KQQ88.3 FM. Find every episode at CompleteCenters.com. And we will see you next time. God bless and good night.